What's up, guys? All right, we're, dude, you're the man, by the way. So, did you say you know me? Yeah, I know Isaiah, guys. I know Isaiah. Let's clap for him. Wasn't that awesome for worship tonight, guys? I, I love that song. Um, I love when they do so will I. Um, just the lyrics to that. Um, you know, if the wind goes where you send it, so will I. If the oceans roar your greatness, so will I. If the rocks cry out in silence, so will I. You know, the part that always gets me in that song, though, really is, if you gave your life to love them, so will I. And so it took me a long time to realize what that meant. You know, uh, is that dying for people you know? What does that mean? To me, it kind of means like every day you fully surrender your life. It's no longer yours, you know it's Jesus's. That includes when we're suffering. You know, that includes all the pain. It kind of invites God to let us suffer. So I want to start tonight off with just the story of the last couple of months of my life. Uh, the ending of August last year, uh, I went on one of the best trips of my life. Definitely the most life-changing as well. I went on a cruise from Denmark to Norway to Iceland to Nova Scotia. Started off in Denmark with my dad, hopped onto the cruise, and then took the rest of the trip uh, going all these places. I had such an incredible time. I saw the most beautiful landscapes, and I would never trade it for the world. Now, I don't want to spend too much time on the cruise, but I want to talk about what happened while I was on the cruise. I got a phone call while I was in the Arctic Circle, two days away from any populated land, that uh, my mom was on her deathbed. This was a big deal. Uh, my sister called me in tears, telling me that uh, my mom's liver was failing. Now, she beat cancer before, two years before that. And so, you know, it was, it was a big shock to me. Uh, and then my sister told me, or actually, I'm sorry, my mom's close friend told me to finish my trip. And I asked her, I was like, should I come home? And she said, no, you have plenty of time, you have months. I overheard my sister say, I want him to come home. I did what I could to, to get home. Those were the two worst days of my life. Sitting in a cabin, in a ship, eating barely anything, just sleeping and crying. It was just, I didn't know how to comprehend it. I couldn't be there for my sister, for my mom. And so I finally managed to land in Nova Scotia, hop on the first plane I could to get home, and my dad and my sister took me straight to the hospital. I remember when I was walking in, um, Kim Myers, Ian and Evan's mom, good friends of mine, she walked in before me, and I remember her saying, guess who's here? And I heard my mom's voice just emanate throughout the room with such joy, my son. At that moment, I just started talking with her, letting her know how much I loved her and how good the trip was. Um, she was fading in and out of consciousness because of the medications. Um, and she kind of just fell asleep after our conversation. That was great, you know? And I turn around. <laughs> the room is full of tears and jaws are open. And I'm like, what is going on? What, what happened? 
I come to find out that she had not been that coherent in days. Um, so I thank God for that. Two days later, she passed away. When doctors told us months, God gave us days. I had never been so heartbroken in my life. Jumping ahead a few months, we had our memorial service here at this church. And I remember that being the hardest day of my life for sure. How could God be here? How, how could I have any joy or comfort that God is here right now in this moment? Somehow God kept letting me know he was there. This is where things get really crazy. So the next day, this is after the funeral. I remember I was working, I work here at the church as the lighting designer, and I was working for the church, and I remember getting a phone call from my dad. He told me that my grandpa had passed away. I remember walking up to my boss going, Pete, this isn't some sick joke. My grandpa just passed away. So the day after my mom's memorial, I lose my grandpa to ALS. My thoughts in this time were a blurry mess. How could a God who cares about me at all do this? I kept the facade up though, acted like I cared about church, acted like I cared at all at what was going on. God finally confronted me and he slammed that mentality into pieces. It was a Thursday night, I was at Flood, if you guys know what that is, it's the young adults group that meets in Claremont. Yeah, you give it up for Flood, yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> I went in there angry with a heart full of resentment. Just didn't care, didn't even know why I was there really. And then worship began. And of course they played King of My Heart. And if you guys know that song, they literally repeat the lyrics, you are good. And I'm thinking to myself, what? I'm not singing that. You know, how could I say that to God? How can I repeat, you are good, you are good, you are good? I let it slide, you know, I was kind of angry. And then, of course, they played the next song, It Is Well. What the heck? <laughs> it is well? I mean, come on, it is well with my soul. I almost straight up left the building. And as like the second verse comes on, I don't even know who cares. <laughs> I was angry. I heard God's voice as clear as I have ever heard God's voice. And no, it wasn't Morgan Freeman going, I am God. <laughs> it was a powerful and persistent repeating thought. The words perspective, perspective, perspective flooded into my mind. At first, I didn't get it. I was like, whatever, okay, I'm crazy. Um, but then it started to make sense. My, my perspective needed to be changed. God didn't take my mom away from me. He brought his child home. She wasn't mine to have, but he was gracious enough to let me live my life with her. Same with my grandfather. In this moment, I realized a hundred details of her death were pointing to him the whole time. Looking back, while I was on the ship, my sister had said she wanted me home. I came home. I didn't finish the trip, I came home early. 
The time of her passing was almost exactly where my first flight would have landed. God picked the perfect people to be around her when she passed. One of my mom's best friends wanted to be there. She couldn't be there. Told me later on, she doesn't think she would have handled it very well. Another friend of my mom's who said she didn't want to be there was there. She, she took that hard, and that was a big deal. But also in the room was Cheryl Demas, who is probably the most perfect person to be around if you're in pain. Yeah, you guys know. I was at home with my buddy Levi. He, uh, we were just talking about what was going on in my life. My sister had left the hospital five minutes before my mom passed. I had the opportunity to tell my sister. And we just had a moment where we sat in my living room and cried. God gave me an opportunity to see where my sister stood with him in a time where I wasn't even sure she was a believer. I got to see 15 or more of my non-Christian friends in a room worshiping God at my mom's memorial. Not in sadness of death, but of joy of life. I saw a student who turned his back on God show up to her memorial telling me that he wasn't around and he felt guilty because my mom tried reaching out to him. God let me hear a student share and credit my mom for being a large factor in preventing his suicide. Through this, he blessed a rekindling fire and some of the students that were my students when I was a junior high leader, you guys are the best, shout out to them. But I was even blessed with an opportunity to go to camp with them. Some of you guys were all at HSM camp. I was there filming, just getting footage. Half of you guys there probably have no idea that I was behind the camera in tears, getting to see how much my students have grown. Any of you guys who knew me that were my boys in seventh or eighth grade, you guys are now putting in work as HSM men. I see it. One of those were there in another moment that God showed me this was his plan the whole time. Dylan, dude. You were there when someone needed to cover me when I found out my grandpa had passed. I had been teaching you for, what, two weeks, the lighting console? Maybe three? Two or three weeks. But that was enough for me to leave so that he could run it and I could go take care of what I needed to, which that day was the first time I wrote this down. I've had a bunch of non-Christian friends ask me to get coffee just to figure out why the heck I'm so joyful in this suffering And I keep just telling them God because I don't know what's going on. (laughs) The crazy part is it's working. You know, out of the three that I've had a conversation with at coffee, two of them have already come to events at this church. If you know what the landing is, you probably knew my mom. Which leads to one of the craziest things God is letting me do. God is letting me speak to students on the same stage that she spoke to students for so long. Time and time again, God has proven to me that he was there through all of it. And since God knows that sometimes I'm like Doug from Up and I'm just like, squirrel! God just keeps pointing out a big old neon sign going, hey Kyle, look here. This is what you need to pay attention to. This is me in the pain. And back to a serious note. I want to end talking about tonight just with a big question. Where is God in suffering? That question to me really turns into a different question entirely. 
over this time of perspective and almost three days away from six months. God, how can I use the gift of struggle to be a light to others? Because after going through this, I know that there is no doubt in my mind God is in every single moment of it. That's my story tonight. And I just wanted you guys all to know, like, no matter what you're going through, no one's suffering is better than others. No one's is easier than others. Whatever you're going through, God is there right now. And he's listening to what you guys have. I'm going to end with a prayer. God, thank you for the students in this room. Thank you so much for all the people that used to be my students, other people that are now here every Wednesday night. God, I pray that you give us hope through our suffering. I pray that you persistently get in the way and show us that you are there through it all. God, I pray that you give us the strength not to just embrace the suffering that we have to go through, but using it as a tool to share with others who do not know you. God, I pray that you give us power through our suffering and not let it cripple us in fear. Lord, I thank you so much for tonight, and I thank you so much for letting me share on this stage. In your name, amen.